0: Uh, my honorable mention was heathers the musical which i feel oh, like he's wow. only gained steam like more popularity yes. since the pro shot and yes. the tiktok you know veronica open the door please veronica. <laughs> you know, that trend
1: that tiktok trend you know huh? uh, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to episode 91, whoa, of Theater Nerds.
1: I'm your host, Rachel Jones,
0: and I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between.
1: This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history. But we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us or if you've only seen your parent teacher conferences production of Beauty and the Beast Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us.
0: In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. We're talking Apple. We're talking Spotify. We're talking Stitcher. Anyone Whoa. know that one? We're Google. Talking Google Podcasts. That's right. All the major podcasts.
1: That's right. You should also leave us a star rating and review on mm-hmm. Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help other listeners find us.
0: That's right. And helps with the algorithms. That's right. You know, yeah. those algorithms. Mark Zuckerberg can find us. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at TheaterNerdPod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast.
1: In today's episode, we're discussing Underrated Shows Part Two.
0: all right rachel here Taylor. we are oh ah, here we are from halloween it's fall though it's fall it y'all all fall, y'all
1: yeah fall, fall for all what? y'all oh fall. fall for
0: all y'all yeah 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 um yeah we're fall. in the south everyone <laughs> happy monday here we are Happy um, monday we love we love mondays like not like garfield i don't know
1: Sometimes I like it's, a good Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday, the day before election day. So That's right. Get, get out to those vote. polls. Yeah. Absolutely. My absentee ballot has officially made it. I got a wow. confirmation. I That's know. It's amazing. It's crazy. They do this like scanning to, thing now.
0: I need to do my last minute college procrastination research and figure out who I'm going to vote for. So Yeah.
1: There's yeah. still time, everyone. There's so still time. There's still yeah. time.
0: Research. Find out who you're going to vote for in your district, in your area, because that's very important.
1: We stand voting. It is important.
0: Got to vote. Got to
1: vote vote here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, of course, this week we're talking about underrated shows, part two. If you did not... Or have not gone back and listened to our first part, episode twelve, which we'll mention. Oh my
1: gosh, it's so I know. long ago. So Taylor. long
0: ago, we were just wee little podcast babies. Wee
1: babies.
0: <laughs> we twelve-year-old babies. Um, yeah, so much fun. Go back and listen to that. Um, but of course, before we get into our underrated shows, there's lots of underrated. Sh- I feel like I would you say there's more underrated shows than overrated. There probably is.
1: I feel like I don't know that many shows, and de- and so there probably are an infinite number of both. Mhm. But uh, it definitely feels like there are more underrated shows than overrated shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, there's lots of shows. There's a lot of shows we don't know.
1: That's what <laughs> that's I'm saying. So many shows. That's why
0: we're here to educate, just like voting. So, um, but. <laughs> Of course we have to do our weekly appetizer segment. A nice crunchy bread is what we're gonna oh, do. Like get, whole grain crunchy. Or maybe hmm. like a rosemary like bread. a loaf.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Some other, yeah. That's all we're a rosemary. Bread. Just some
0: nice bread like at the cheesecake factory. Our, and is then our you appetizer. put it in the oven.
1: Yeah. yeah. No,
0: so our good. appetizer this no. week, of course, our weekly Broadway theater news segment. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? Tell
1: me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell 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 me what's happening. Do you
0: guys get it? Like, sometimes I'm like, does everyone get? Like, what's the buzz means like, this is the the buzz what's is happening? the news. The four one one. Right, it's the news. I just wanted I to spell it. it out. I think episode 91 was the, a good episode to like spell it out to people. I mean, we haven't been doing it for 91 episodes. <laughs> to tell people episodes, what's
1: happening. But, yeah. I know. If you listen yeah. to that episode 12 on Underrated Shows Part 1, you will not listen to What's the Buzz.
0: What's the Buzz. No buzz. Yeah. But, of course, I wanted to start out with maybe the biggest news of all that we got this week. Um, Sutton Truly. Foster and Aaron Tveit, Rachel called it. Taking over the roles of Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd, respectively, for 12 weeks only. Uh, limited run, starting on February 9th, um, 2024.
1: Taylor. Taylor. There's so much to talk about. There's so much. Tell me talk. tell me what you want to say.
0: I legitimately was like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Taylor actually sent me happen. a voice memo
0: because yes i did send rachel a voice memo it
1: was so cute literally
0: i literally was like i cannot believe this happening rachel sent me a voice memo back that was like i saw some rumors about this which i do want to say like rachel i just want you to imagine like imagine you don't have tiktok and you don't see any rumors and this just flashes on your instagram at 3 p.m or whenever it came out
1: Holy yeah. shit! Yes, what the exactly? Hell?
0: <laughs> I, this was this literally came out of left field for me, especially Sutton Foster. I was like, Sutton, are you gonna go from this to Princess and the Princess and the P? What is it? It's first.
1: Princess and Once the P is first.
0: That, oh, it's first. Once upon, okay, that's well, why that's,
1: she doesn't start until February
0: 9th. Right. Okay. Well, then that's definitely not transferring to Broadway unless it's going next year. But um, and I'll, I'm just I'm just surprised at the caliber. Of star they got to replace like I guess also we were talking about I think you mentioned something about Leah Michelle and maybe Leah Michelle will take over as Mrs. Lovett in between now and uh, when Anna Lee leaves and then February 9th so.
1: yeah there's a weird time in between the mm-hmm. January when when Josh Groban and Anna Lee Ashford mm-hmm. leave and when um Sutton and Aaron come and I, this is because Sutton is in once upon a mattress at New York city center. No encores. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there's that. And they, there's been speculation. Is it just going to be the understudies for those few weeks? Right. I think it's like three or four weeks, or are they going to bring someone in for a short mm-hmm. run or, you mm-hmm. know, are they just going to basically do kind of what waitress did and bring in the, Two stars or one star right. at a time, and rotate them through. Now that we have a a limited run, and kind of what I mean, right. honestly, what working for Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe they're gonna do this, but I want to say that when I saw this news, I thought I cannot be right about this. There's no way. This is so funny. Taylor, it was Taylor, literally said, "Is this April Fools?" I had no, to that's look
0: literally. I know, I know, and it came out on Halloween, so I was like, "Is this real?" Like.
1: I and I had heard a rumor or two on TikTok for the last two weeks about this, but... About I, both of them? Yes. Okay. But I want to say that I... What was originally on my TikTok right when it was happening was, like, all these people very excited. And then after I said I was so excited and couldn't handle it, I started seeing more things on TikTok about people saying... Really, very interesting and maybe a little bit sad things about Aaron, and here's why, and Lots maybe even sudden, also sudden. Well, no one likes this casting apparently. Yeah. But here, here's here are my thoughts. One, um, you cannot blame an actor who says yes to a role that might not be fit for them when the casting director has chosen them for that role. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to be very clear well, that I producers. know that Aaron. Right. But Aaron is not a baritone. And this is what everyone's up in arms about. They're like, how is it high tenor? How is a high tenor going to sing this? But I want to say he's a better actor than Josh Groban. And like, I think he can really play this part. Will it be different? Of course. Is that an injustice to all baritones everywhere? Maybe. I don't know. But also we don't have Norm Lewis. So this is who we have and Aaron is going to be so like he's going to do so well Mm -hmm. in this role even though it won't be the same um and then about Sutton
0: low notes like we've heard him hit low notes so like
1: I just feel like why are we so it's so I mean it is funny to like poke fun about it but also like it's not Aaron's fault that he's a tenor and it's not his fault that they asked him to do this. And also that he would like to do this. And you've seen him on all these interviews leading up to this, how he's been saying he would really be interested in putting on this role. So I think he's going to do it Mm -hmm. as justly as he can. Mm -hmm. And then uh, people have been saying bad shit, crazy things about Sutton Foster also um, about how she like didn't bring enough money into music, man. Why are they putting her in this? Like she's not going to bring enough money in. And I, I mean, (sighs) what they wanted
0: the to be <laughs> to
1: I just be he, i I just don't understand what people want um, yeah, i I think that these 10 are very years ago, cute. This
0: would have been like this is amazing. I mean, maybe not so yes.
1: like i su- I just think that people need to have their opinions and they're saying whatever they need to say, but like thank God, it's not Leah Michelle,
0: right, <laughs> yeah, or like Dove Cameron, or I don't know.
1: I'm just I trying guess, to think. I, like... I think that people are very particular, specifically about Sweeney Todd, which I find mm-hmm. very interesting because I don't think that Josh Groban was the right person to play Sweeney Todd. Yeah, he it, did it very know, well.
0: It's great, but... Right.
1: But I didn't, I mean, originally when that was happening, I thought, really? And Emily yeah. Ashford is amazing, but her dialect isn't all there for right. Mrs. Lovett right and so it, it, like yeah. of course everyone is like i There's just lots of i opinions. really yeah i just felt like um also maybe the honestly maybe tickets are going to be cheaper now i mean they're well, not they they be, that's so much well, cheaper. we know
0: i looked this up they are i thought they were going to be so expensive but now they're i don't know for these and
1: part of this is because both of these are broadway stars and not outside of true. broadway stars
0: true yeah and I don't know. I think people are maybe the hype isn't. I think the producers and the casting were like, obviously it's gonna be a slam dunk, but now people are like hating on it. So we'll see. Um, the last thing I want to say. I would go see have, it. Well, yeah, of course. But the last thing we I want to just mention about Lee Michelle, I did have this thought the other day that what if Lee Michelle's next show is the Other Great Gatsby? What if she's gonna go do that?
1: be crazy
0: uh, I taylor i know i just That's i just so want to put fun. it out there um while we're in casting i just want to mention of course some yeah. other buzz i think we're done with the sutton and aaron we want to you know works. Ex- i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited, hear excited. Yeah, and hear them obviously i think this is a good
1: tactic though. i think this is a good tactic to let sweeney todd run longer
0: yeah for sure um Addo Blankenson Wood is going to star as Cliff and Cabaret at the Kit Kat Club. And then the Outsiders did some casting, um, announcing you can listen to the first track as well for the Broadway run. And then Grant Gustin, the Flash himself, Crazy. and Isabel McCall are going to star in Waterfall. Currently play
1: and Isabel uh, is or Isabel is currently playing May uh, Maisie and um
0: mm. Yeah. So that's exciting.
1: Good for How do you feel about Water for Elephants, Taylor? In general? Well, the Broadway casting coming.
0: I'm ex- I mean I'm excited for Grant Gustin. I didn't know he could sing, but yeah. um he looks we'll a little like happened. Robert Pattinson so
1: he's attractive that is very true
0: true i'm excited i mean listen i'm happy for anyone to be getting work right now not you know there's another sag actor going to broadway so
1: i mean if we had a dollar for every sag actor (laughs) seriously um
0: do you have any thoughts about this wicked the 20th wicked show it was so much fun the
1: 20th wicked show. i mean just i felt like i was missing out on the party the 20th anniversary it was everywhere yeah. it was grand and it was green I and love it just that, looks so um, fun kristen some people posted green. about
0: it yeah i love that kristen wore green to like offset what people thought she was gonna obviously like she played glinda and then they both looked amazing adina and kristen looked amazing and it was cool they- um paul wantorek of broadway.com posted this video that we can link in our show notes about him sitting like right across from them and he was like i couldn't not watch them during the show and there were times they would like now the songs and then like hug each other and then like look at each other during <laughs> moments and it's, it's like so oh it's so cute. precious oh, it's
1: so cute it's so cute i know because yeah. all these rumors had been going around for a while that they didn't like each other it was so weird yes
0: I know. I, I don't think those are true, but who knows?
1: But even if they are, like, you just, you know, when you bond with someone over, like, casting, like, we might not be friends, but we had a really amazing yeah. time doing this show, yeah. and, like, you're gonna, as theater kids, like, that bond mm-hmm. is truer than most things. And I had yeah. a friend
0: who last minute, um, wait, Rachel and I have a mutual friend of the show, that last minute, I don't know if you saw this, Rich like, I did, yeah. we're trying to get tickets, and I wonder how much they spent on them, but... I'm sure they were expensive, but they were there. So during during that, also I felt bad because that was like the Alphaba show. I felt bad for like the Glinda show, the 2 p.m. Like I saw a bunch of pictures from it, but like it wasn't as glamorous as the Alphaba one. Yeah. Glinda always getting sidelined.
1: I will say the one wild thing to come out of Wicked 20th anniversary is that photo of Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. In their bathtubs that are, respectively, yeah. the colors mm-hmm. of their characters. Oh, it's iconic! It's amazing. And queer TikTok has really had a good time with that. Just want to leave <laughs> it there. Someone dressed up as them for Halloween, as like That's oh amazing. one of the That's witches the in the bathtub. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Amazing. So. Incredible. Anyway. So good.
0: um let's see we got some broadway openings announcements yes. happening in the spring what do we got Rachel? yeah
1: Limpica will open yeah. which is crazy on broadway beginning march 19th at the long long acre theater long mm-hmm. theater Huey Lewis lose musical the heart of rock and roll did not know this was happening yeah we'll open Lewis. on broadway in 2024 i know i'm like another
0: jukebox no
1: jukebox another jukebox musical was in the making
0: always they're um, always in the making
1: true
0: true. um yeah yeah african hair braiding will be um live streaming its final week on broadway i think this will be a trend
1: i love this idea I would yeah. love this idea. I would love to pay $15 and watch. Like, this is mm-hmm. what was happening during the pandemic. It was, right. I can't get to New York. I'm in New York. I can't get to Broadway. It's not safe. Well, but, you know, what I can do is watch a pro shot and pay $10 for, you know. Right.
0: The Come From Away came out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hamilton was. Right. Right around then. True. Um, yeah, I love this idea. I also love the idea of being able to watch it with a live audience. Mm-hmm watching it and like it being yeah. live streamed means that we didn't cut two pieces together
0: yeah love that mm-hmm. i mean one of our favorite shows going to do a concert version oh. the adams family so great i feel like again talking about underrated the freaking Addams family so underrated so
1: underrated
0: it is such a great show i love listening to it all the time but so um, Ramin Karamalu and Michelle Visage, Visage are going to star in a concert version of the Adams Family. In, in London, for me, as Gomez, such an interesting choice.
1: Such an interesting choice. Yeah. I literally cannot wait though, because such if this Gomes, is
0: really what it is,
1: if it's really, if it goes well, if he sings it well and plays it a little mm-hmm. pretty well, I wonder what other roles mm-hmm. might be offered to him. Ramin he's just would be stuck a great. In his very, yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's but he's been very stuck in his pretty boy, you know. Mm. I don't know.
0: What was he in last? Was Phantom. it Pretty Oh.
1: Woman? Oh. oh, was it? Um... I don't know what he was in last. I mean, Anastasia. Anastasia, but... but also Phantom. And then he went to London to do something. and I can't remember what it was.
0: And of course. while
1: Taylor's know. looking for that. Um, Burlesque, the musical, will make its premiere, its stage premiere in 2024.
0: Oh, obviously. Oh,
1: hello. Uh, girl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that makes sense.
0: Mr. Um, that's him.
1: Burlesque, though, how are we yeah. feeling about Burlesque, the stage show? I think we did we talk about this before?
0: We did talk about this. It officially came out that like Sia, there's gonna be mu- music from Sia and Christina Aguilera, and a bunch of other people, Diane Warren, Tadra Hall. Um, there's gonna be music from all different types of people, kind of like SpongeBob and. Moulin Rouge and all those yeah. in the musical I'm excited I mean it'll be interesting it'll I wonder if uh, you know what also could be a musical that if Burlesque does really well is like Hustlers like that movie Hustlers could be a musical so like Soon, I feel Ocean's like we'll 11 a, oh that would be amazing yeah it'll start in Las Vegas and then it'll go to Broadway um yeah and it'll be interesting I feel like of course capitalizing on a film that came out like 12 years ago or something
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so like
0: i wonder i think burlesque does have an audience but i think it'll be interesting to see what will happen with this Uh, yeah
1: i feel some type of way about it um
0: what's what's the way
1: i don't know i just i'm like i'm i just don't know
0: Hmm. um one of our favorite places the mooney unveiled it's 106th season. So crazy. This is
1: crazy. Starting and this next is an Incredible
0: season. Incredible. Yeah.
1: There's Lay Miz.
0: That's yep. starting mm-hmm. it off.
1: Dream yep. Girls is next. Crazy. The Little yep. Mermaid.
0: So great. They always got to yes. yep. put it on the roof.
1: Yes. Waitress. So good. In the Heights. This is mm-hmm. crazy. And then the final, which I find interesting that this is the finale here of their mm. season, Anything Goes.
0: Anything Goes. So good. I, I Again, one of these days I'm going to get out there and go see. We're going
1: to go. After. Next season, we've got to go. One of six. Yeah. In oh, the no. heights. There we go. I mean, Anything Goes. True. Waitress.
0: It's all great. Little all Mermaid.
1: Great. Fiddler on the roof. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, we're, girls. Just, we're just gonna Play say this. <laughs> the Mooney, not a sponsor. But there you go. We're promoting. But there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Not that they need our help. They don't need our help. Okay. What else happened this week, Taylor?
0: We got pics for pictures for Pal Joey at New York City Center, starring Ephraim Sykes. It looks pretty fun. And then, of course, the whitest show on Broadway, as I called it, Harmony. We got pictures from Harmony, the musical. (laughs) Remember when um, Jennifer
1: uh, Hudson was going to be in Pal Pal Joey?
0: Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Harmony. I was like, wow. There's some. Amazing. And then last but not least, we got. Last but not least. Yeah. The performance schedule for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year, which I always love watching with the the fam, um, is performing. Spam a lot is performing. Equals later. Well, well, Ariana Grande, Ooh, be there? <laughs> and yes. uh, and uh, and Juliet, and I believe Gutenberg is doing some type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's something else too. But like, oh, maybe Back to the Future. That's what it is. Back to the Future is also performing so all performing with Tom Turkey and Santa Claus so we'll be there oh my I gosh hope, I hope Gutenberg has a balloon <laughs> like a giant balloon
1: of, bug so and, of,
0: of Bud and Doug
1: Bud and Doug you know what though this week they uh Sarah Brellis came as their special guest and I That's was right. so jelly
0: They've Jenny. been having lots of great It's I think funny we should take have
1: a poll on who we think my special guest is gonna be.
0: What? oh yeah, we should. I mean it's Thanksgiving what are you seeing it on, on Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Okay. Well it's gonna be a good because they have good guests for Saturday. Maybe they'll be like Al Roker. <laughs> like after,
1: after my, the dream. my dream. My dream. That
0: would be amazing. Um we'll do a poll. We'll do a poll of who we think it's gonna be but it's funny to see like some weeks i'm like oh that's a really good guest and then some i'm like uh he couldn't i i don't know if i'd want to be at that audience
1: they say like two lines that's my favorite part they come in at the very end and say here's a you did what a great show something like what a great show here's your broadway contract i'm funding
0: Funding your musical
1: yeah
0: i do think they have so much many so many more shows to go and they've already done some, bit, like, Lin-Manuel's already been, like, Sarah Borales and, like, Josh Groh. But, like, there's so many big stars that have already been there. I'm like, who else are you going to get? Like, are you going to repeat I, Honestly, Lin?
1: who did they hire also who had to, like, just ask the person if you could show up exactly at 10 p.m. for your really two think, lines?
0: I really think Andrew and Josh are just, like, texting people on the side. <laughs> like, hey, can you come in? Yeah.
1: How are you feeling about... Tuesday okay good okay yeah. great okay yeah. perfect yeah. <laughs> they actually and then have a but
0: also who, again their social media um, team is is amazing it's so good
1: yeah. yeah shout out to the social media team Gutenberg shucked really yeah. doing it you're really doing really it doing good it. job that's right yeah.
0: okay now we get to our main course
1: the for main today course. so
0: much buzz this week
1: <laughs> so much buzz I mean, Holy. actually,
0: already today, there's a lot of there's buzz. There's literally
1: there. always <laughs> yeah, so much buzz. Like our whole podcast yeah. could just be about I buzz.
0: I know. Yeah. Hey, uh, tweeted Zzz. us or X <laughs> us or threads us or whatever if you uh, want whole episodes on buzz. Yeah. True. <laughs> buzz.
1: And then yeah. sign up All for right. our Patreon.
0: Yes, a Patreon with buzz. That's really what we're saying. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So this week we are, of course, doing our main course with Rachel. Tell our folks what our main course is today.
1: We have entered into the season. When I say season, I mean month of November. Also the season of November, but it's mostly a month (laughs) and it's soup season, guys. And it's also like the soup that like has to stay that you like put together, you dump in in the morning and it Mm -hmm. just, it slow cooks the whole day and it's fumigating your, your house or Mm -hmm. wherever you are. Rachel's doing
0: lots of hand (laughs) motions for the folks at home. (laughs) She's doing her slow cooker dance.
1: Yeah. So, so today's main course is our slow cooker mushroom soup.
0: Mm, I love a mushroom soup. Yeah, I've had a couple different ones, and when it's like thick and creamy and it has Uh, lots of mushrooms, oh so so good.
1: And if you're like me, you put a little funyuns on the top.
0: I've never had a funyun.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I'm a funyun virgin.
1: Well, we can fix that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we know what we're doing the next time we get together.
1: Yeah, (laughs) when we hang out, we're just eating (laughs) funyuns.
0: We'll do it live on the podcast. Crunch. ASMR. Great great for podcasting. Rachel again is um, drinking tea. I assume is this tea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from her shucked mug. Yeah. Get shucked. One day we we talked about doing an episode on merch, and Rachel just her pulled uh, up her her shucked yes. mug.
1: And I have a bag. Yeah. I guys, I'm all about mm-hmm. the merch, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for sorry. Sure. What's happening with my cats over here?
0: Always the cats. They
1: just bolted. but today.
0: Okay. As you guys, have are we seen from about? The, the episode title. We are talking about underrated shows, part two, two. guys. It took us forever <laughs> to get here. <laughs> Rachel, do you remember when the, I looked this up? Do you remember the last Is time it we like talked about
1: episode six?
0: No, uh, you're close-ish. It's double okay. that, and it's episode oh, twelve. Oh. <laughs> well today is episode 91 of course
1: wow it took us a long time to get here yes we
0: took a bit so if you are just tuning (laughs) in for the first time actually if you just tuned in for our nepo baby episode and then now you're here to stay thank you yeah um, go back and listen to our underrated shows part one because we had a, a loads of fun. We probably didn't sound as good <laughs> as we do right now. <laughs> Time will tell.
1: Time yeah. Will tell. <laughs> we're,
0: we're evolving. You know, we're all Slowly evolving. Slowly but surely.
1: And when yeah. we officially launch a Patreon, then <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we'll evolve even
0: more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not just joking about it. Although I will say, which I forgot to say on the last episode because we actually did hit it the last episode, we've officially hit 100 followers on instagram which is very exciting for us i know there may not be a lot for some podcasts but for us it's it's
1: it's it's a lot it's exciting yeah yeah very exciting
0: (laughs) thank you um underrated shows what in your mind rachel makes an underrated show what does underrated mean to you
1: Underrated. I'm sure I had a better answer for this the first time. Underrated to me, I think, evolving. means uh, evolving. <laughs> means that the show uh, um, has n- typically has a cult type following to it. I would mm-hmm. say, because there's mm-hmm. a group of people who really identify with the show, um, or who like really find it so amazing. But the rest of the industry, or popular culture, or Whatever, have overlooked that mm-hmm. show for a variety of reasons. It could be one, because there were other things going on at the time that the show originally was produced. Or Malad. two, it could be because the show is a little too weird and it misses the mark for the quote, <laughs> I will say, general o- audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's a good then point. people decide that they're not actually that interested in it or think that they're not that interested in it. And then I would say also mm-hmm. the Tony's or like critics awards really do matter and so Mm -hmm. when i mean not always but they matter in the sense of underrated or overrated right if some show doesn't get a lot of credibility through um awards or you know through recognition in in the theater community like the tonys then i feel like they are but they're amazing i feel like that's underrated show
0: Mm mm-hmm for sure. I think, that,
1: I think that's all that I mean, I think I nailed it. I would yes. say a show that has so much and not just potential that has so much to offer and people are sleeping on it. That's my modern definition.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sleeping on shows that they need to be awake for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep yeah. through the show.
0: No, no. That's that's our merch right
1: there. <laughs> As an aside, my friend, <laughs> shout out to my friend who I know is listening, I hope. Uh, Mm -hmm. but she, her dad slept through Miss Saigon, including the part where the helicopter lands. So just shout out to her dad for actually sleeping through a non underrated, but very loud show.
0: It's, it's a very loud show and also a very strange show that actually did like. Is maybe overrated. It's so weird. It's such a weird show. I have yeah. seen it. Yeah, and it's basically a real helicopter. So how do you sleep in that? I don't, I don't know. That's
1: what I was wondering.
0: I so the people, the things that people sleep through, just like surprised.
1: absolutely yeah. incredible. Absolutely yeah.
0: amazing. Granted, I am one of the heaviest sleepers you will ever meet. My wife, of course, now having a newborn, I've talked about this many times on the show. She will frequently kick my legs, try and hit me, you know, like, in a loving way to try and wake me up.
1: Because she's like, you Taylor, know, wake
0: up. Yes, yeah, and I still have not awoken. And I told her to just, like, turn on the lights, so we'll see if that yeah, works. Yeah,
1: set the alarm. Yeah. Just turn yeah. the alarm on.
0: Well, I mean, have I told this story about how my mom and my dad in high school, when we were uh, when we were all still living at home, like, did a fire drill, and all of us slept through it, and my parents the next morning were like yeah you all died
1: (laughs) you have not uh, as a friend i don't
0: even
1: know this story oh my god
0: yeah i know wow breaking news
1: that is breaking news (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um
0: speaking of underrated though underrated stories I guess
1: (laughs) what do you think Um, underrated is yeah
0: well I do agree I think yeah the Tonys have a lot to do with underrated because I think there's a lot of shows that do get nominated for Tonys but they're still underrated even though they're nominated and because well Spongebob for sure but also I was even this year I was thinking like even New York New York is kind of underrated a little bit I feel like like a show like that Rachel's giving me (laughs) it looks. It's like. Is it? Like, what, is it? Was it good?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like. It... <laughs>
0: but but for some people, it, like it. Maybe not for us, but for some people, it's underrated. Okay. I don't know. I've listened Link to some of the album, and all I'll say you. is that it's not. It's not 100%. <laughs> it's not given that 100 emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But all I'm saying is underrated. It it can be nominated for Tonys, but um, it it should have won more. Is really there's that, and then. Also, I do think underrated does mean that what you were saying, that, like, pop culture type of moment... Obviously, not every show is going to be, like, a Book of Mormon or, like, a Wicked or, like, a Hamilton, obviously. Like, The Lion King, like, these shows that, like, last forever and, like, become a moment in history that, like, everyone talks about. But I think there are shows that do last and that should last that um that no one talks about that just Mm -hmm. kind of seep under the radar like you were saying and they're just such great shows and let us not forget our our six picks that rachel and i picked last time do you remember what you picked last time do you have a list
1: i i think my honorable mention was rosen and gilderstein are dead
0: that's right that's right and then um, your, your three picks were...
1: What? Let me try. Let me try and guess.
0: Okay. Your three picks uh...
1: were...
0: <laughs> were Starry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Starry. Mm-hmm. That
1: makes sense. Okay. The, um, <laughs> the uh, Pran- Vin-
0: Vin- um, Van- Vincent
1: Van Gogh v- Vincent.
0: Vincent. I was going to say Francis Barry? Van Gogh.
1: Francis? Who's Francis?
0: (laughs) He's long lost the evil twin. Francis Francis yeah um 36 questions of course uh, of course yeah. I knew I yeah. knew yeah
1: so that's right mm-hmm. something with John Roth of course
0: and then Tuck Everlasting was your third
1: oh I surprised myself <laughs> <laughs> <was so> <laughs>
0: Rachel's face oh so good uh my honorable mention was Heather's the musical which I feel oh, like he's wow. only gained steam like more popularity yes. since the pro shot and yes. the TikTok you know Veronica, open the door, please. Veronica. <laughs> you know that trend,
1: that TikTok trend. You know uh, how. Yeah, it's... yeah.
0: Obviously, we're on TikTok. Um, Dogfight was one of my shows. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, yeah. Bright Star, which oh. is incredible, such an underrated show. I'm that's just so and underrated. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Twenty One Trump Street, <laughs> 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 which is so great.
1: I forgot which, you picked which that. both
0: of our our picks feature Lindsay Mendez in Toronto and Trump Street and Jonathan Groff in 36 Questions and they're both on Broadway right now together. Yeah, so we had some great underrated shows last time. Um for this time I picked two musicals and a play and I think Rachel Ooh. picked a play or your honorable mention is a play. My
1: honorable mention is a play. Yes. Sorry, great. I did that twice now and that feels bad That's to the right. play society but the There's just so many musicals came to mind as underrated.
0: I know, I know. There's
1: obviously well, I know reality, more about are
0: there... right? And in reality, are there more musicals than plays, or more plays than musicals? There
1: are definitely um, more plays than musicals.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess. I guess it's easier to write a. a just
1: play plays than have been musical. plays have been around forever, unless we're counting operas and musicals.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's your what's your first underrated show?
1: My number one pick um yep. is I think a show that I probably thought about putting last time. And I believe we've talked about it briefly, but I cannot remember which episode we've talked about it in. I think it was the um music and lyrics one. The what was that when we did pairs of
0: Oh, 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 dynamic duos.
1: Dynamic duos, but writing like of uh, people who are writing musicals. Mhm, mhm. So, this is a new brain which is a oh. musical. Yeah, a musical with music and lyrics by William Finn and the book by Finn and James Lapine. So, I don't know when we talked about them. Love this. But yeah. yes, and um this deals directly with this Per, or deals like with this person who's having a brain injury Gordon Schwinn um and anyway it's very interesting he mm. is I've never seen this done live I've only listened to the music and I listened to I started mm. listening to this music in the beginning of covid I had I think I might have mentioned I had this thing where once a week I would go for a walk and listen to a musical I had never listened to in order at least once Wow. Um, and this was one of them, and it's so the music is absolutely amazing. And I, of course, was listening to the 2015 Encore's Off Center production um, of this, which is just with who? With who? Um, isn't Jonathan Groff in there? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's why I was. You saying. paused, and then I was like, wait, "Wait, right? Yeah, yeah." With Groff mm-hmm. sauce. Okay, yes. great. Amazing, thank you. And Christian, just so that's why I wasn't sure who you were talking mm-hmm. about. Okay.
0: Oh, Christian is. I know Dane Fogler, and Christian and Gastier and Aaron Lazar is what it says yeah. here.
1: And yeah. Jonathan Groff. Um. So. Oh, good. Christian
0: borrell on the recording, not on in the relay. recording.
1: So I didn't. I. That's yeah. why I don't know anything about that. What it looked like. I, I just had only listened to it. So. Got it. Briefly, Got it. this. Uh the first production was in 1998 off Broadway and mm. then it did a production we in 2002. Too. Yes. <laughs> then in 2002, it, um, had a production in St. Louis and then in 2015, um, off center staged the concert series, um, at the New York city center. So it's mm. never gone to Broadway. Right. I find very fascinating. Um, Considering how I I think this is such a strong musically, I don't know what the book is like. Cause once right. again, never. Well, seen James Lapine, I
0: right. mean, I mean, you know, you one of the worst it's... book writers. No. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> terrible. He's so yeah. terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. I'm like, the songs are so strong, and mm. the premise of the musical is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it just missed. I think it maybe missed the Broadway boat. Like this is definitely.
0: Doesn't he sail on a boat in it? Yeah. in his mind (laughs) right
1: and i thought you were making a pun no i really wasn't i was thinking it could go on the coattails of like dear van hansen it was it Mm -hmm. should have been perfectly positioned to go to broadway in between next to normal and dear van hansen and i think it just it missed the boat there Mm -hmm. um which is just really sad but i think this is super underrated obviously what ahead of its time ahead of its time i think it's ahead of its time considering it Mm -hmm. first performed in 1998
0: i mean um, i would argue william finn bill finn as some people call him his musicals are very underrated i do want to say here in general his shows are very underrated i yeah. do want to say it says here i don't know if you know this which i'm looking at the wikipedia page for our new brain deals with directly william finn's own harrowing experience as an arteriovenous malformation and the healing power of art Finn wrote many of the songs soon after his release from the hospital.
1: That's crazy. I know. That is that crazy. Is so I did wild. not know that. That's I wild. Know. Wow.
0: Good for him. He is an incredible writer. And what's great about this segue is that this is not on the top of my list, but it's close to the top because that's right. Another William Finn musical. Ooh. My my first underrated that I'm going to talk about today The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee is my first under. Putnam Putnam County. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. So so good. good. Music and lyrics by William Finn. Book by Rachel Scheinkin. It is based on C-R-E-P-U-S-C-U-L-E by Rebecca Feldman. I'm guessing that's a play um i think it's actually based on a sketch like a sketch show from what i remember
1: oh interesting Um,
0: yeah i remember um yeah an original improv improv play created by rebecca feldman so it's based on an improv play which is hilarious
1: it's amazing um
0: this is a show about children at a spelling bee but they're played by adults and it's all about it's so good it does say here quirky adolescents, but I feel like they're children. But maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, run and then run by three equally quirky grown-ups, which I feel like quirky is like not a the right word.
1: word.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I feel like it's different though. And th- there's been many, many different types of productions. There is a cast recording for this show um the i find it interesting show. that this
1: is underrated you find this underrated because of how many productions it's had and it won a tony award
0: yes but i still feel like it's underrated because i feel like again like how many people know about this show i feel like it's like yeah very underrated i had heard of it but i never listened to it until there's a local theater company here as rachel knows i think Shout she talked about this on the podcast that was going to do the show. And I was going to audition for it. And be William Barfey. <laughs> Barfay. Um, Barfay. or I wanted to be. William Barfay. But um, I ended up not. Auditioning for it. However I did spend like two weeks. Religiously listening to the cast recording. To get ready to audition for the show. And because <laughs> of that. I fell in love with this show. It is one of, one of the only. As we talked about on the show. I don't love to listen to. Cast recordings before I go see the show, just because I just can't picture it. But this is one of the ones that I actually like can sit down and like just listen to from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um. And I think because a lot of it is, I mean, I know there's a lot of improv in the show, but um, I think a lot of it is like the show on the cast recording, like it's pretty. It is
1: the character work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And you get the like the story is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's a spelling bee, so.
1: Yeah. It's like the setting hard, doesn't uh, really change. Yes.
0: Right. Right.
1: That helps with the visual. Yeah. I've have so have you seen this production ever, Taylor?
0: Never seen it staged. I've watched some like videos of the Broadway production. Um, so yeah, there were lots of productions of this workshop. Obviously, the improv play, William Finn saw the improv show and said that he wanted to basically turn it into a musical which is kind of crazy (laughs)
1: that is crazy Um,
0: yeah there were lots of pre-broadway tryout things and then it did open off broadway at second stage in january of 2005 and then um is that when uh, jesse
1: tyler ferguson was in it
0: Jesse Taylor Ferguson was in a workshop and then some readings. Okay. Um, there's actually a great stars in the house video with the original cast during COVID with Seth Rudesky um, that I'll link in the show notes. I think I've mentioned it before, but it is a incredible interview and video and it talks all about like the conception of the show. Like when each original um, Broadway actor came into the show And then it also talked And they show clips from the show It's really fun Yeah. Um, and yeah. so the show did win Some off-Broadway awards Lucille Lortel awards It won Outstanding Musical At the Drama Desk Award Outstanding mm-hmm. Ensemble performance Um. It finally opened on Broadway At the Circle in the Square Theater Which is kind of A very interesting theater for this show I agree. Um, and opened April 15 thousand five and closed January two thousand eight. So I do feel that's a pretty long run. I mean it's one thousand very long. One hundred and thirty six performances. Um and the show did win Best Book of a Musical and Best Featured Actor Dan Fogler of a Musical. Um and of course, original cast members Celia Keenan Bolger, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Josh Gad ended up going on to play um, William Barfay in the show. But I still feel like, like if you said, like, "Oh, do you know the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee?" Like, I feel like unless you listen, unless you know the show, like the songs aren't that well known, and the show isn't that well known. I think it's just like when the show came out, they were like, oh, that Spelling spelling Bee show, and I think it did well because it's, like, very audience participation-heavy, and it's very funny, and it's very charming, but there is some heavy stuff in it, too, which I really mm. love because it's Wayne Penn, and he has to put that in there, so...
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I saw this production at a local theater company from mm. where we live, Taylor, where we grew mm. up, and it was... um it was performed by kids. I mean, not like kids, kids oh, yeah. but teenage, mm-hmm. teenagers, you know? Um, and so that I think also is very interesting and it, I would I would be intrigued to see adults playing these characters mm-hmm. and see how that might change uh, how I feel yeah. about the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that the songs are super catchy. I would say I found out about the show because people would audition with the some of the songs from the show and mm-hmm. so that because each song is about a character basically
0: right yeah and it's so told that from really. Point of view.
1: yes that really yeah. helps with thinking yeah. about a, a song so okay oh, i so good. i see your point and also my next one maybe also has had a lot of
0: show time <laughs> i love it i do want to reference in april 2021 disney was working on a film adaptation but who knows if that's ever Oh gonna wow
1: no. for real
0: yeah yeah nice. That's crazy. Again, Disney getting their holds on something that's more adult, like into the woods and Disney-fying it. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, Rachel. What's your next show? What's your next show? My next
1: show also maybe has had... I just feel like people know who it is. Know know who it is. They know about the show. I think they maybe know like one song. I think if you Mm -hmm. were born... You know, in, or or we're frequently going to the theater in the 1960s. This might not be an <laughs> underrated show for you. Um, I was not
0: sure what year you were gonna say. I was like, 19, I was ready for 1990 for some reason, but
1: yeah, 1960s. But I, because I, mm-hmm. I, I really do think that this was a hit in the 1960s. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's lost its luster. It has not stood the test of time in the way in which I feel it should, and that is, she loves me.
0: Ooh, i saw this on many lists when i was doing some research
1: i okay also what's so funny is i definitely knew a few of these songs were on my best of broadway four disc mm-hmm. cd that my mm-hmm. parents gave me when i was a kid right but i this is one of those pandemic lessons because in 2016 it had its opera or it had its broadway revival there's a cast recording of my favorite yeah. human ever gavin creel is in that cast, and so I. <laughs> my, my
0: brain also went Zachary Levi.
1: <laughs> Zachary Man. Levi too, but Shazam, no, my favorite yeah. hum, human mm-hmm. is obviously Gavin Creel. Anyway, right. so this is a this is a musical. There's also book a pro
0: shot of that of that yes um Performance. of that production.
1: Yes, yeah. this is the musical with book by Joe Masteroff and uh, music mm-hmm. by Jerry Bach. Jerry Bach. Um, and oh, and lyrics by Sheldon Han- Harnick. Wow, can I speak? Jerry Bach uh, claimed to fame, uh, "Fiddler on the Roof." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So doesn't
1: miss, doesn't miss.
0: No, um, this Bach is also
1: miss. what's so funny to me. I did not realize this until because I've never seen a live production of this. To be fair, I did not realize
0: <laughs> we call underrated that we haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I I
1: haven't. I didn't realize that this is based off of. Um, par for Mary that play that um, mm-hmm. is the that, same premise of little uh, I mean not little shop wow shop around the corner and um, yes. you've got mail you've got I did mail. not know that Good.
0: how did I so miss I knew this? this I knew this because a podcast that I listened to did you've got mail and they talk about the um, apparently Nora Ephron who wrote and directed you've got mail like loves this premise of shop around the corner and wanted to update it and like they loved her and her daughter like love she loves me and so that's how she started yeah. to do you've got mail but yeah,
1: well that's I amazing know.
0: but so, this is also all i'm saying is that you've got mail should be turned into a musical i've I've I wanted agree. to say this long on the podcast i feel like
1: you have said this before
0: maybe i have but it's a great well, that in particular is a great premise for a podcast it's
1: true, it's Interesting. true. you mean a musical
0: people oh yeah I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. And a podcast.
1: Let me talk about the original Broadway (laughs) Yes. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay. The original Broadway run in 1963, um, and then it moved to West End in 1964. Now, it only had 301 performances during its initial run. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. it was not a financial success. Um, But I will say that immediately people started like cult classic. This is what I'm saying. This is why I think underrated Mm -hmm. shows and cult classics shake hands here uh, because uh, there was a group of people who really, really loved this show and were like, it deserves more. She loved the show, yeah, she loves me the show. And then in 1993 there was a Broadway revival and then in 1994 oh, wow. there was a West End revival. This is amazing. And then in 2016 there was a Broadway revival and then 2016 there was a West End revival. So I love wow. that when it revi- when it goes to Broadway it goes to the West End and when it goes mm-hmm. so even yeah. when it's revived,
0: I didn't know it, it's been revived that much. That's kind of crazy. Twice.
1: Twice in both, yeah, both but not, sides of the Atlantic. There are a like
0: lot of shows that haven't even been revived. No, at of all.
1: course. I know. I, I mean, I get it.
0: Remember that show? Let's revive that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, In its original Broadway run, it won one Tony Award, and that was for Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical, Jack Cassidy. Um, wow. Yes. Is that yes. the role?
0: the guy I'm in Creole Plane.
1: Yes, it is, Taylor. It is so. that role. What is so interesting is that Hal Prince was the director and producer of this original Broadway show, and oh he was gosh. nominated for two Tony Awards for this and did not win. So I they just, I find him. this very interesting because I feel like the 2016 mm-hmm. revival, um, although came at a bad award time, It's still Why is that, Rachel? (laughs) I don't really know. Why is that?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it did win best set design.
1: It did win best set design, but the drama it did really well, the drama desk awards. Wow. Um that year. Mm -hmm. And also the Outer Critics Theater Awards. It won like four. So it really eventually came out. Yes. Yes. And obviously revamped a little. I I know they changed some things, but I just feel like this is a show that people maybe know the name of, but don't really Mm -hmm. know anything about it. Me, that's me. Or um, they know that one one or two songs Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, it's fine, but it wouldn't be for me. If you sit down and listen to the songs, it's just so gorgeous. And it Mm -hmm. clearly deserved more when it first opened on Broadway. In 1963, and I think maybe in 2016 it got some of that love back, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say I think it's an underrated show.
0: I love this. I love this so much. Yeah, the 2016 cast, of course Gavin Creel, Zachary Levi, Laura Bonanti, Jane Krakowski. Just and amazing. amazing. Jane
1: Krakowski. I love her so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So great.
0: Hmm. Uh, Let's move on to my second show. My second underrated show is one that I feel like we mentioned a couple times, but we really haven't gone in depth about it, which one day we will do, uh, uh, we will dive deep into this show. What? It's one of my favorite shows, It really true, I mean, maybe oh. top 10, maybe top, maybe top 15, but it's such a great show. I have not seen it live because it did not live very long on Broadway, but oh. starring two of my favorite people, well, okay, one, two of my, favorite, one of my favorite people at the time. Now maybe not so much, but the other person definitely still my favorite person <laughs> today. And this is the 2009 very short-lived, or I'm um, 2009, 2011 very short-lived Broadway musical Bonnie and Clyde on oh. Broadway, starring none other than Jeremy Jordan. And Laura Osnes. Rachel's <laughs> covering her eyes.
1: Once again, um, anyone want to go to Shiners yeah. with me? This is my, yeah. my weekly it's announcement.
0: Playing? Yeah. We it's still playing. We She's contracted until
1: the end of January.
0: Out. Well, well, we haven't shouted out Shiners in a while. So maybe so, out, you can take to your Shiners. Blind anyone want to go with
1: me? Yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't work out, anyone want to go step mm-hmm. up to the plate? True. Let me know.
0: True. Yeah. Step up to the Shiners plate. Um. Yeah, so Bonnie and Clyde, of course, centers on the uh, real-life outlaws, question mark, Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow, uh, ill-fated lovers, I guess they were outlaws because they did kill a lot of people, whose story became infamous since they achieved folk hero status during the Great Depression, that's what it says here on the Wikipedia page. Uh, music by Frank Wildhorn, lyrics by Don Black, and a book by Ivan Menchel. Apparently, Frank Wildhorn says this: the music is he describes it as a non-traditional score, combining rock, bi- rockabilly, blues, gospel music. Wow! I know.
1: Rockabilly.
0: I know I've never heard the rockabilly. I will say there are some songs on the cast recording I do skip and maybe some of those other rockabilly <laughs> songs. Um this show them. yeah. This show did premiere in San Diego at La Jolla Playhouse and then went to Sarasota, Florida and then finally arrived on Broadway in 2011 november 2011 officially opening in december and it ran for a staggering 36 performances
1: oh my gosh yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't know that um maybe i did but i don't remember knowing that
0: ended very quickly on january 2nd the director um jeff calhoun said that he had never quote never had a show close while it was still playing to an audience like a hit. Wow. Wow. But lest we forget that if this show had stayed on Broadway, Jeremy Jordan would have never been able to do Newsies on Broadway because Newsies came right after Bonnie and Clyde. So, you know, things happen for a reason. But um, Bonnie and Clyde, the music the the music in the show is so good frank wildhorn does a great job um with the rockabilly <laughs> music um but honestly Le- laura and jeremy are just like made their voices are just like made for each other like they really are so great their chemistry i've watched the show slime tutorial whatever on youtube slime and tutorial. yeah and it is just their chemistry is off the charts. I remember at the time people being like, are we glorifying murderers? And I really don't think the show does that, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe oh, wow. we'll talk about that at a later date. But I think it really just shows, like, the true love story of what happened. And then there's also some murdering happening. So, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor... I, I,
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning what's happening. I'm just saying that they did fall in love, and it's a really, it is a sweet. It's and uh, listen, I gotta say, I kind of feel bad for them at the end when they have to die. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying it. That dying ain't so bad. The reprise, is so sad.
1: It's very sad. Yeah. It is very sad. That's and well, this,
0: this part in particular for Laura Osnes is such. A turning point I feel like in her career and I feel like mm-hmm. if it if the show had become a lot bigger she would I mean obviously she did a lot of things after this but I think feel like she could have gotten a lot more different roles after this because she belts a lot in this show and she doesn't belt a lot she does a lot of head voice I think she does Cinderella after this um, but yeah I love this show I think it's completely underrated I think people have forgotten about it
1: I agree that I think people have forgotten about it. Part of this is burying Laura Osnes underneath things, but I I think that this, what's interesting to me is a similar kind of style of musical when she did bandstand. I mean, different vibe genre, but similar style, I would say Mm -hmm. as, as Bonnie and Clyde, similar, like how many casting, how many casts there are, how much she's featured and, um, Mm -hmm. And people really liked Bandstand. I saw it and it was fine. Yeah. But I mean, she's super talented. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah.
0: I think the consolation prize was that Laura Osnes was nominated for Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical at the Tony Awards that year. And then, of course, Best Original Score was also nominated. I believe we talked about this Tony Awards. Yes, I think we talked about this Tony Awards. The Newsies and Once is one. When once once took over, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of murderers, Taylor, my last lovely pick, my last pick that is not my honorable mention, um, is about a murderer herself, and I believe that we talked about this maybe when I had mentioned a show that I was going to see about a year ago at a local theater company, but this is a musical by Alan Stevens Hewitt, Stephen Cheslick, Demire Demire guys i can't speak and tim manor and Mm. it is a musical about lizzie borden and it's called lizzie and its first performance was in it's definitely a i would say in the rock genre um its Mm. first performance was in september 2009 which i cannot believe it's been around that long it has never gone to broadway itself um it has Mm. been in new york and subsequent places uh, and has been in the UK, but never officially on the West End. Um, and it is a very—it's hard to find a lot of information about it. They do have a mm-hmm. studio cast album, which is really good. Uh, and if I'm honest, I knew about this musical in high school, late high school, maybe early college, because one of my friends' cousin was in a production where we were from Taylor, and she was playing Lizzie Borden, yeah. the main character. Mm-hmm. And I did not go see it, but I did eventually look up that show. Um, and then before I went to the show to see the show last year, I listened to the music again and just felt like it's very underrated. The show itself is very, mm-hmm. very strange. Um, but the music is so good. I, the content mm-hmm. is also very creepy and strange. Obviously, she kills almost everyone in her household and it's a story about that and about how she's also having some mental experiences and why these Mm. why she's driven to kill her Mm. parents essentially Mm. um and it kind of reminds me of bonnie and clyde i guess or maybe the end of next to normal where you're just like everything really does suck but it's going to be okay kind of thing Mm. um and it set as a rock kind of Jesus Christ Superstar set experience is very wow. interesting and Gee. adds a lot to it. And I would say this is an extremely underrated show because people probably would think I don't. I'm not interested in going to see that. It can't I've be good. Heard of it? Yeah. Also, that you've never heard of it. So and it's never been to Broadway. So there's well,
0: that.
1: Very good. Cool. Would recommend. Yeah, listening very good. To the not. Festival.
0: Not a Lizzie McGuire musical. Not we just Lizzie want to Maguire. put that out there. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's not the same. Yeah,
0: yeah. not Hillary Duff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Taylor. What's your last, your last of your yes. top three?
0: My top three for this episode, because we'll talk about more in the future. Of course, you know, another ninety episodes from now is <laughs> yes. is a play. And again, I told this to Rachel Br before we were recording is that um this may this pick may be controversial not necessarily the play is controversial but the pick may be controversial because the playwright for this play is considered like one of the greatest american playwrights <laughs> ever oh but God, i still I'm, I'm feel like this. listen this is all i'm saying is that these shows are underrated for me and also i feel like in general yeah. i feel like okay. people don't know them i feel yeah. like people don't know the stories as well as they should because this play, I saw it. I've seen. I've seen it three times, I believe, two or three. Oh wow! And it is one of the best plays ever written, I will say. And Rachel, when I say this, you will not be surprised because maybe it's not underrated, but for me, and this is Arthur Miller's *The Crucible*. I feel like is underrated. That's right. I'm throwing it out there. Arthur Miller's *The Crucible*. <laughs> is and this That's, is great for a post spooky season.
1: This is perfect um, spooky season. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Again, okay. written
0: by American playwright Arthur Miller in 1953, it's dramatized and partially fictionalized story of Salem Witch Trials that took place in Massachusetts during 1692 and 93. I think this play is just I, I mean, granted, it's done in a lot of high schools. It's like our town, I guess, where it's. I literally want to. I about. want
1: you to know that my niece, yeah. who is going to be a ju- who is a junior in high school yeah. this mm-hmm. year, texted me and said, "Hey Rachel, I need help picking a monologue for a show I'm auditioning for The Crucible in January."
0: This is a amazing, amazing. Oh my <laughs> so
1: gosh! So underrated.
0: Yeah. It is underrated. I feel like this show. It's just, it's so powerful. It's a really, really powerful show. And I feel like, again, this show was written in the 50s. I mean, it was so long ago that I feel like people, like, we and you know, we we do kind of put musicals on pedestals a little bit above plays sometimes. I'm not saying we, but I'm saying the industry and, like, pop culture and things like that. And we just remember um, musicals a little bit more because... Sometimes plays are harder to are, are not as accessible. Um, but I think this play in particular, I think a lot of people think of it as like, oh that, oh I did that that one time in high school, and then they forget it. It's like The Great Gatsby, you know, yes. like they read it in high school and then they're like, oh I totally forgot about it. And I think there's some powerful things to say from it. And I think Arthur Miller was ahead of its time i'm saying it he's ahead of its, his time i know no one has ever said that but i just want to put that out there um, i do
1: agree that the. St- i i think that this reading this show i definitely read it in high school mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. seeing it stage it is such a very g- good mm-hmm. show yeah yeah
0: i just remember because we had a a family friend in our theater group who the uh, older sister played, I don't know if you saw this production, Rachel, played um, played Abigail Williams, and the youngest sister played Elizabeth Proctor. And that was really cool to oh. see both of the family unit like play those characters and just knowing them. Not not like incredibly well, but I knew them pretty well And just like knowing them and seeing them in this production was really cool And cool. I, I also think you can stage this production in a lot of different types of ways I mean, there have been, from what I see here on the Wikipedia page There have been three Broadway productions, one in 1953 Which did end up winning the Best Play Tony Award There was a revival in 2002 with Liam Neeson and Laura mm-hmm. Linney Which did turn into the movie the film, adapt- I mean, there have been uh, different movies. Oh, no, no, that one didn't turn into a movie. I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. It's
1: like Laura Linney.
0: Yeah, there was a movie in 1996 with Daniel Day-Lewis and Winona writer. That's what I was thinking.
1: Uh, I'm so
0: sorry. Yeah. And Arthur Miller penned the screenplay himself. So, good for him.
1: Good but for him. But then
0: there was a 2002 Broadway revival with Liam Neeson and Laura Linney. And that did very very well. And then there was a t- 2016 version with Saoirse Ronan and Ben Winshaw. Amazing. And that one was like very modern. I remember seeing the poster Times Square. I, re- I was in New York during that time. I remember. You're gonna say you were
1: in it. I was, like, I was in it.
0: Yeah, Buy I played credit. one of the little pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I was. I was graduate i was in college in 2016 so i don't know what i was i'm thinking um but yeah i remember it being like very up like very also minimalist like it's very minimalist it was very modern it was up to date yeah um it was directed by ivo van hove so when you have a three-part name it's gotta be you know it's gotta be good pretentious i guess i don't know um But yeah, I really, really love this play. And I think Arthur, I think arguably Arthur Miller's like probably most well-known in overrated is like Death of a Salesman. Not overrated, but like maybe his most well-known work. And I feel like The Crucible, underrated, needs some love. So
1: yeah, maybe he himself as a playwright is overrated or Mm -hmm. really well-known, but maybe Mm -hmm. this specific play.
0: I do want to say, because just lastly, before Rachel mentions her honorable mention, it says here, Miller was questioned by the House of Representatives Committee on an un-American activities in 1956 and convicted of contempt of Congress for refusing to identify others present at meetings he had attended for MacArthurism for writing the show. Uh, apparently, he was accused of being communist, just like Oppenheimer. I just want to bring that up. Yeah, in. yeah. a <laughs> yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Uh, yes, that is my final show, and oh. I'm going to throw this out here, Rachel, because I thought of many different shows, but all of them I want to talk about at a later date, so I okay. do not have an honorable mention today. Okay. These okay. are my three, so Rachel, Love give that. them your honorable mention.
1: My honorable mention, of course, is a play. I'm so sorry, once again, to the playwrights mm. and the plays <laughs> and the play people, um, but play my village. play, I would say, I think it's probably overused as a book that we read in high school or maybe college, Mm -hmm. but as a play adaptation just has in my mind is just so underrated. And that is, um, Jean-Paul Sartre's, um, No Exit, the original French play Mm. written in 1944. Um, obviously the famous line that's been translated into English, hell is other people, uh, but essentially, there's, there's. I think this has been a movie now, but um, mm-hmm. there is a no escape from the hell that you're living in. You are living in there, in perpetuity in hell. It's such a good book. I loved reading it in high school. But I will say, I think that probably people are overwhelmed by reading it in that space. Well, there have been many, many, many adaptations of this, including film and television and audio, and it also performed on Broadway and off Broadway in 1944 was when it first premiered in France. So like, it's been around a long time. So this is why it's an honorable mention. I think it's underrated currently, but I know that it has had like the lore around no exit has been. And like the use of it is a cultural phenomenon that we continue to use without knowing Mm. it. And it is, it's more than a cult classic. I think it's like ingrained because it's been, you know, many years it's ingrained in kind of the way mm-hmm. that we think about existentialism. Right. But I want to shout out this one adaptation recently. The 2018 adaptation at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival was a mm. Snowden adaptation of the play No Exit. Wow. Absolutely incredible. I have not seen yeah. it, but that's amazing.
0: Yeah, Edward and- Snowden for those that want to take a look into that and, yes. and don't know who that is not like yeah. a snow production like not like a
1: yes yeah, arctic
0: and, production but
1: yeah. i would say you at popular culture might um think about no exit if they've never read it as something like the good place similar mm, pre- the premise is the same based off of yeah. no exit yeah play.
0: so what you're saying is we need a revival with kristen Pell.
1: I think that we need to stage this on Broadway. I just feel like now yeah. is a great time. We're very existentialist. Mm-hmm. Gen Z loves a little existential moment. Millennials have had existentialism <laughs> since yep. the day that they were born, basically. I yep. think that if you if we did this right, it could actually be really awesome to stage an adaptation of this within the next two years on Broadway.
0: I mean, No Exit is like the name of millennials. Like, we have no exit.
1: <laughs> no exit. We have
0: no way out. <laughs>
1: Honestly, the name of Millennials and Gen Z actually is unprecedented, but yeah. Wow. Wow.
0: And on that note, yeah. And on that note, we are so terrified. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Rachel, no, thank you okay. for having yeah. this. Underrated. underrated, underrated. That's right, Pardos. Let us know your underrated shows. Do you agree with us on our underrated shows? The Crucible? Controversial. Is it underrated? <laughs> Rachel is laughing very hard. I always got to stick one in there that Rachel is very yeah. surprised about. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there we go. Yeah. Always yeah. keeping me guessing.
0: <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's talk about our character of the week.
1: Let's do it. My Woo-hoo! character of the week. <laughs> Bring it on. Um welcome if you're joining us for the first time on episode 91 this is exciting Mm -hmm. this is the indication that you've made it almost to the end of the podcast you're so close good job um and you're
0: almost done with our our talking uh
1: this is the segment where taylor and i pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week Mm -hmm. so we think what are we feeling what have we been doing how are we where are we in the universe and then we scour the theater universe different than ours to find a character yep. that we're feeling like that has the same thoughts and vibes and experiences
0: yeah we ask the w's who what where when and why and maybe the h how um
1: and maybe that's the h right.
0: yeah we would also love to hear your thoughts on Sutton and Aaron joining Sweeney Todd. That Lots is what we want to hear. Discuss. Lots yeah, of Broadway absolutely. World comments that we didn't get to, but oh, oh my boy. gosh. And the playbill comments. I read vicious the playbill today. Con- yeah, vicious. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on our underrated shows. Again, I will post: is the crucible underrated? Go ask, ask your friends, ask your family. Um, And then tell us your character of the week. And you may get a shout out on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week. Rachel, who is your character this week?
1: Well, this week, I've been really feeling like I have a lot of good one-liners. I feel very funny. Oh, Barry Chandler. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm... I'm R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Yes, I'm feeling just very... I don't know. Very funny. I am, joking. but not in this moment.
0: Yeah. Not joking. <laughs> Where's that one-liner, Rachel? Come on. Come on. on was,
1: where am I? <laughs> You're
0: tapped out. You're tapped out.
1: <laughs> I am tapped out. Speaking of tap, this person also well. basically shines through in one of the best songs, arguably, from this musical. China, and it is a I'm tapping. Scared. It is a tapping number. Um. He also is having some sexually repressed experiences. So about is it necessarily related but but it could be (laughs) anyway this week he's very he's very overlooked also that's why I felt like I'm being very overlooked with my one-liners like I think I'm so funny and like where is everyone else come on
0: well we do know if I was there I would be absolutely laughing I know yes
1: exactly you yes thank you for always being my laugh track yeah
0: um I am your laugh track that's me so good
1: Okay, well, this week I am Elder McKinley from the Book of Mormon.
0: Aww, oh, really? O'Malley. Himself. Off. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. yes. Oh, finding
0: a oh, so box that's gay and crush it.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so good. He does have, a, he is overlooked. Oh, yeah,
1: kind of... he's overlooked. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we are Taylor. Africa.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are Africa. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So good. All right, Taylor, who are you this week?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, this may be a little bit premature, but my wife and I have been doing lots of Christmas shopping already. Wow. Christmas shopping.
1: Overachievers. But
0: I, yeah. Well, yeah. Christmas shopping, but also what I really mean is Christmas shop decorating shopping. So we've been, oh. we thought we decided we're going to revamp our Christmas this year. It's going to be fun. We have the baby. It's going to be really um, glam. And colorful and really fun And so this week I'm really We bought uh, Literally today as of recording this We bought a new welcome Christmas doormat Welcome mat. And it's like a little gingerbread Ooh. house It's so cute. cute So this week I'm feeling Like the department store Owner them, himself from Elf and listen they don't have A name it just says Macy's Manager the one that wants all the Christmas <laughs> stuff up <laughs> and um, of course, sparkle, jolly, twinkle, jingly from Elf the musical. The Macy's manager.
1: Yes. Who yes.
0: doesn't have a name apparently, but that's who I. That's my character
1: this week. Also, such a good show. I love that. So good. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Taylor. Wow. Getting
0: in the getting in the Christmas. Getting part. in the spirit. I
1: mean. The first yeah. week of November.
0: That's what I'm saying. I know people wow. that are already putting their Christmas stuff up. Could like not be. We drove no. by a house the other day that had their Christmas tree up so
1: Y'all need to slow down.
0: It's getting earlier and earlier, Rachel.
1: I uh, not in my house.
0: <laughs> Rachel keeps her Halloween stuff up until Christmas.
1: I have heart harvest things are now. I, I have pumpkins that don't stuff. have faces. Yeah. I have a yeah. basket that says thankful cuz I'm a white girl. I have all these other things. I'm just very into the harvest. Yeah.
0: And then uh, one Christmas gnome is hiding behind your piano in the background there no
1: (laughs) no actually no
0: that would be amazing that would be amazing oh my goodness well if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on underrated shows check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on facebook at theaternerdpodcast
1: thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week